0: to all our guests. Uh, Paula, lovely to see you. Welcome. Um, glad to see you and your family joining us this morning and all everybody else joining us as usual. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us once again on this Sunday. Um, I'm going to open up in prayer um, and just ask the Lord to just help us this morning with the word I, that I have on my heart to share. Um, but also, thank you also, Nana for coordination, Mel for the worship, John Mark for uh, communion, um, yeah it's been a great start to the morning and obviously prayer in the morning from Aussie uh, as well thank you so much but let's pray um, and let's just invite the Lord to be with us in our respective homes as we, as we receive this word this morning Father we thank you for the privilege of being able to spend time in your presence I pray Heavenly Father God that Lord as this word comes speak to our hearts Father draw us close to you Father help us to understand the things of God in this season that we are in As I I deliver this word of God, may you cause our hearts to be ready to receive it. And Lord, direct us and lead us by your Holy Spirit. So Father, we thank you, Lord, have your way and take control. And use me as your mouthpiece to share your word this morning. We thank you and we praise you. And We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the the word that I want to share this morning, I've entitled it um, Spiritual Warfare, Understanding the Battle. Spiritual Warfare, Understanding the Battle. The battle. Now, I think probably about a year or so ago, I shared on spiritual warfare, but on a different aspect of it. Um, this word <clears throat> kind of goes a step back, um, so it's a bit more of a kind of a um, creating a background in, uh, in, in terms of spiritual warfare and breaking it down into into different aspects. Because every single one of us are involved in spiritual warfare, whether you believe. Or understand what it is you're all in a warfare, but I'm going to go into that uh, in a bit. You know, but just by way of history, um, or by way of background, everybody that went to that went to school. Obviously, history is uh, is one of the I guess one of the core topics. You know, so when you went to school, primary school, secondary school, whatever, history is always a topic that everybody went through. You know, um, and on the history curriculum, they always talk about wars. Okay, so stuff like the Battle of Hastings, which I'm sure most people know, World War I, obviously World War II, so many other wars, the Vietnam War, Falklands War, um, the Gulf War, etc. These are all wars that we normally hear about um, when we're um, in our history lesson. And even as I speak right now, in different parts of the world, in different countries, there are wars taking place. And all of these wars, all of these uh, uh, wars in different countries, they all involve conflict. Conflicts for ultimate purpose, that is. And normally, the purpose is to do with either money or power. Now, see, I'm talking about spiritual warfare, not natural warfare, okay? But spiritual warfare also has an ultimate purpose, but it's very different um, because it centers around you and our relationship with God through his son, Lord, his Lord Jesus. And it also centers around the gift of salvation being received by people and the gospel of Jesus being shared in the world. But as we know, well you should know, that even though this is the purpose that God has for us, we have, um, we have yeah. opposition through Satan, through the devil. And he will do all he can to try and stop us from having a relationship with Jesus, from sharing the gospel, From receiving the gift of salvation now the devil will throw all types of things all manner of things in your life that are designed specifically and ultimately really to stop you from serving god to stop you from receiving salvation and to stop you from sharing the gospel of jesus and making disciples this is what the devil is opposing us to do and all of these things relate to spiritual warfare so really to understand spiritual warfare we need to begin with acknowledging that we are more to the point you are in a war in fact let me let me break it down a bit like this all of us go through our own battles our own conflicts in our lives you know um some of the battles that we go through some of them are down to our own doing in other words that we've we've been involved in something maybe that we shouldn't have done or that we've we've uh done something that has influenced some kind of battle and other times we haven't done anything but a battle has come a time even the lord may have permitted something to happen in your life um, which has resulted in a battle that you're facing let see another way to look at it is like this is that every battle or conflict that you go through in your life it's like you can say it's like a personalized building block that when you put them together it makes up the bigger picture of your life And you know, what i mean by this basically that each battle that you go through you face in your life to a certain extent it helps to shape you and it helps to shape the different parts of your life that you develop and this all of this is all part of spiritual warfare so i mentioned a lot about battles and conflicts um by definition battles involve combat it involves wrestling, it involves fighting. Spiritual warfare involves these things. But any battle that you are in, it involves wrestling, it involves fighting and, and wrestling, combating, it involves fighting. You know, I don't know whether you've been in a physical fight before, but if anybody has been in a physical fight, I'm talking about where you've, where you've been physically uh, 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 in contact with somebody where you've either been throwing punches or kicking or whatever it is. Maybe in your younger days, I don't know. But if you've been in a physical fight before, you will know that it takes energy. It takes an element of boldness at times because the adrenaline is flowing and you're just throwing punches or you're kicking or whatever. And it also takes a level of focus. Otherwise you end up getting really hurt and, and damaged to the point of no return sometimes. And even after, the fight if you've been in any kind of fight you usually have have to nurse your wounds afterwards you know your body's tender you know you may have bruises or cuts all those kind of things and normally you're tired because all the adrenaline that's come up now is, is gone and you end up being tired you see as christians in in the realm of the spirit we are in a spiritual battle and some of these things apply whereby you beat you're in a conflict you're in a battle and at times, as you're going through it, or even after, straight after you've been in, in some kind of exertion in relation to that battle, you can feel tired, you can feel tender, and actually you can feel to the point of giving up because you feel as though, you know what, I, I can't really take this, this battle anymore. Now again, I'm using the analogy of physical uh, in relation to spiritual, so bear with me as I, as I, as I break down the two. Okay. So in in physical battles as well, some of these battles are fought on different fronts for different reasons, as I mentioned before. And there are different degrees of intensity that you need to use in order to approach the battle that you are facing. For example, some battles that you're in, depending on what it is, they require just a bit of energy from you in order to fight that particular thing, whilst others require a lot of energy, a lot of focus, and they may last for a long period of time, which can be draining. Now, I remember, and I've mentioned this before, that uh, my own battle that I've had to face in my life was a domestic one in terms of me just having no tolerance at home when it came to really my my, my lovely uh, children years back. I will come back from work and literally i'll have no tolerance within five seconds of me coming home and greeting everyone and saying hello i'll be shouting i'll be annoyed and it went on for quite a bit a period of time you know to the point where i said no lord this this has to be addressed because i literally have no tolerance one minute I'm, i'm i'm okay next minute i'm shouting i'm just you know um just not being a, a very kind of a, a nice person at home with the children, just had no tolerance whatsoever. But I acknowledged at the time that, listen, this is my battle because it felt as though I had no control. Anything that would happen, I would just snap, start shouting, raising my voice, etc. cetera. So I, I deliberately, over a period of time, took it to the Lord in prayer. I would pray consistently into it. I would read specific scriptures in relation to it in order for me to, to address I was not Lord to forgive me. I need to repent as to how I was because at the time I wasn't really addressing it properly. So over a period of time I did this, praying specifically into this area, meditating on specific scriptures, trying to renew and change my mind about how I was in this particular area. It took years, it took took a, a long period of time. But by his grace, I'm glad to say that I've turned the corner by his grace. You know, to the point now that at times time my wife is telling me that you're too soft, you know, but it's by his grace. But I had to, I had to be specific with this situation. But this was my spiritual battle. And I'm saying it to say that every single one of us are involved in a battle of some sort. And it involves you exerting yourself. It involves you bringing the situation to the Lord in prayer. It involves you standing on the word of God. The Bible says this is that the flower may wither and the grass may fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. God's word would always stand. It doesn't matter what the situation is. doesn't matter what's happening out there in terms of the world, in terms of politics, whatever laws that they bring, whatever uh, um, 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 rights that they're telling us that we have, or we don't have, or whatever. God's word never ever changes. And you always stand on God's word in any, any situation that you face. And that's that's what we need to be doing when it comes to any spiritual warfare that we are involved in so our spiritual battles they are they are real warfare spiritual war, warfare is real it's even more real than uh than the physical realm i'm telling you and sometimes because you cannot see something and this is the whole dynamic of of, of faith in the first place because you cannot see it, sometimes it's hard to really believe that it exists. But the spiritual realm is far more real than the natural realm, you know? In fact, let me even say it like this. In fact, we can educate ourselves on how the battles that we are fought and how they impact our lives on a daily basis. See, in your battles, you face, the, the truth is that you see yourself as either a victor Or a victim. Let me say that again. Any battle that you face, you see yourself as either a victor or a victim. It's either one or the other. Okay. And the way that you see yourself will determine how you fight. So important. So you look at your situation right now. Look at the battle right now that you are facing. How do you see it? Do you see yourself as a victor in that situation, or do you see yourself as a victim? But that would determine how you fight that battle. You know, many years ago, I'm sure uh, those of you that, are, that like boxing, even if you don't like boxing, everyone knows who Muhammad Ali is, I'm pretty much sure. One of the probably the most famous uh, uh, boxer of all time. Now, he was involved in a classic fight with uh, a man called George Foreman. Now, George Foreman, those of you that don't know this, at the time when this fight was put on, George Foreman was like, he was like the most powerful uh, boxer that probably anyone had ever seen. He was huge. He was a mountain. The guy was almost like seven foot. Massive in terms of his stature. He had beaten, not just beaten, but he had destroyed every person that he had fought. Not, I'm telling you, not just beaten, destroyed them. Okay? So when his fight came, came about, even though Ali was known as, as a, as a um, you know, as a as an all-time champion, okay. This was at, coming towards the end of Ali's career, okay. So no one gave Muhammad Ali a chance. In fact, people were even scared that he for his life in this fight. This is all. This is all, uh, uh, all a true story. So no one expected Ali to win. Nobody at all. Even though he, he had the name Ali and he was he had, a, had a great career, but no one expected him to win. And the interesting thing was that during the press conferences, and you could go on YouTube and see all this, he made so many comments about how he knew he was going to win. I'm talking about Muhammad Ali. He would tell people exactly how he was going to win. And he made it clear to people that, listen, that he's going to knock out George Foreman. People thinking, are you mad? There's no way you're going to knock out. Look at the size of George Foreman. Look how he destroyed everybody. There's no way that you can even uh, last in the ring two, two or three rounds, let alone knock out George Foreman. But see, Muhammad Ali kept on saying this because he saw himself as a victor in this battle. And to cut a long story short, we know what happened. Muhammad Ali won and he knocked out George Foreman because he saw himself as a victor. Okay, now what am I saying here? This is the mindset that God wants you to have in the situation that you're in. God wants you to see every battle that you're in as a, a, an opportunity for you to demonstrate being a victor in your situation. You know, Jesus has come and he has conquered everything in this world on your behalf. You know, we have to remember that the battle or the war that you are facing is already won in the spirit. It's already been won. So always have that in mind when you are in your conflict or battle situation, Jesus has already won battle on your behalf. So no matter what you are facing, you need to recognize and know for a fact that the victory is yours. Victory is already yours. And see, you understand, no. that when you're going through the battles, it seems as though, you know, where's the end road? How am I going to get out of this situation? Is there, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Got at the times it can feel like that. It can feel as though the battle is ongoing. It can feel as though the battle is not going to end. And even probably even more kind of soul destroying. It feels as though that the battle has been lost. But we have to remember that the victory is ours through Christ Jesus. The victory is yours through Christ Jesus. So I want to encourage you that when it comes to whatever battle that you're facing, remember that God has already given you the victory. And Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. God has given you authority. Jesus has the authority, but as a child of God, as a as a as a believer and as a as a disciple of Jesus, we also have the authority through our Lord Jesus Christ. And as like disciples, we can walk in that same authority. So with this. What I want to do now is I want to break down uh, the areas that I'm speaking about. I want, to, I want to examine three areas where the battles that we face or that you face are fought on a daily basis. Three areas of this. One is the spiritual battle which I've given an introduction to and I'm going to go into in a minute. The second one is the worldly battle, talking about what happens in the world and how we as children of God that we're in the world, the Bible said we're not part of the world. So how should we be? The number three is the battle within us, and it kind of links onto what I've said before. It's that it's the battle within. There's a battle that takes place within us uh, that is also uh, a part of the spiritual battle that we have to face, the children of God. But I'll begin with part one, which is the spiritual battle itself. I see before we can appreciate uh, the spiritual battles that we face, we have to believe and respect the spiritual realm itself. Now, what do I mean by that? See, the spiritual realm is the realm that God has chosen to operate in. And as I said before, the spiritual realm is more real and present than you can ever imagine. Now, the best way I could I describe the spiritual realm really is that when you have a dream that seems so normal, it's as though you, you cannot differentiate between the fact that you're dreaming and uh, real life, and when you wake up, you think to yourself, "Did that just actually take place?" That is how. That's an example of how the spiritual realm is. It is more heightened, more real than even the, the, the physical realm that uh, that we that we can touch and, and, and feel. You know, spiritual realm really is realness in its true. Um, uh, true glory and fullness. And just because we cannot see this spiritual realm, it doesn't mean that it's less significant than our natural, natural realm that we live in. You know, I want to read a, a quick quote from a, a Christian uh, songwriter called uh, Keith Greed He says, he says this. He says, I, Satan, used to have to sneak around, but now they just open their doors. No one's looking for my tricks anymore because no one believes in me anymore. This is the songwriter just speaking about how uh, Satan works and how people view Satan nowadays. Because a lot of the time people, they don't add significance to Satan and his works because he cannot be seen. But again, remember the spiritual realm, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's it's less significant. So if we, or people that we are trying to lead to the Lord, if we choose to ignore or not believe in the spiritual realm, we will end up confused, we'll end up frustrated, but we'll end up missing out on the things that God himself wants us to do. You know? So the spiritual battle, the best defense really is having a strong offense. And I'm talking about the offense being prayer. The offense being taking God's word for what it is, speaking and declaring God's word over the battle that you're facing and standing on it. So being proactive in prayer. When things happen, when you face a battle, you are proactive. You are responding even in advance. Now, sometimes one of the things that I do is that when it comes to certain areas of my life, I don't necessarily wait for something to happen. I'm really praying into it in advance. So you're speaking things before they happen. You know, scripture talks about, you know, call forth those things that be not as though they are. When it comes to spiritual warfare and you. when it comes to areas of your life, those of you that have children, you can begin to speak now into your children's life, your own life, that you're, that, uh, that the things that you're uh, looking, looking for in future, begin to speak into them now proactively, you know, begin to meditate and begin to live out God's word. One thing that we should not be is passive because the enemy is not passive. The devil is not passive. Yeah, if I'm talking about being proactive uh, in, in terms of the realm of the spirit, the devil is very proactive because as I said before, his ultimate goal is to stop you from serving the Lord, is to stop you from sharing the gospel, is to stop you from making disciples. And if he can get you to do that, then he is one. And he would do that from the moment that you breathe your first breath to the moment that you breathe your last. So his works are not going to stop. So, in the same way, we as children of God need to remember and bear that in mind, so that we ourselves do not stop, drawing from God, reading his word, being proactive in prayer, so that every battle that we face, as I said before, that we have a mindset of a victor, knowing that even though that we're going through what we're going through, that the victory is ours through Christ Jesus. So go out of your way to claim what is yours, but don't sit back. Don't sit back and wait. Because if you do, the battle that you are facing at times it will overtake you and it will overwhelm you. Okay, so let's look at some scriptures. Look at some scripture that gives some examples in the realm of the spirit with regards to the spiritual realm. Matthew 12. So Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, it says this. It says, and from the days of, the John, of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The key, as I said before, is to take by force your battle in prayer. You know, i mentioned this before. Whenever you pray, you are you are influencing a force that is beyond anything that the world could ever even believe or imagine. You know, I think Pastor Nicholas mentioned it before about uh, how effective prayer is and how it is really the most powerful force that you have. And sometimes we don't really take advantage of this force that God has given to us in terms of prayer. Doesn't matter how much money you have, Money cannot cause you to receive healing. Money cannot cause you to receive peace. Money cannot cause you to be delivered from some kind of oppression that you've been facing. But prayer can. Prayer can do all of those things and far, far more. So the scripture says the kingdom of God suffers violence but the violent take it by force. I want to encourage you whatever battle that you're facing to use your prayer to take by force everything that the enemy is attempting to try to take from them in your life. Luke chapter two, reading from um, Mm -hmm. verse 13, it says, suddenly a great company of, of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising god and saying glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests verse 15 when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the lord has told us about now this scripture is a famous scripture around christmas time it's about the um, you know shepherds being uh, Given a, a the direction from the from the angel, that uh, Jesus had been born, he had arrived, and this is a, this is a, an example of a spiritual experience that confirms something natural, and this is what the Lord can do at times in the realm of the spirit, that He can reveal things to you in a spiritual way that will confirm something that's going to happen in the natural. And it's something that we have access to that I encourage you to to use when it comes to your life. Sometimes you need to make certain decisions and you don't know what the decision should be. So when you're praying, say, Lord, speak to me in a way that I understand. If needs be, bring your angels. Speak to me in dreams. Bring an angel to speak to me, whatever it may be. But be specific and ask the Lord to give you an answer to a certain situation that you're in. Because this is what happened with the... the, um, the shepherds they had always heard that a savior was coming but they didn't know when it was going to take place an angel appeared to them and told them and as they received that instruction they made their way to Bethlehem and then they met Jesus Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers against authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Say that again. Our struggle or our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the forces, spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Uh, this scripture explains the root source of all our spiritual battles you know sometimes you may be in conflict with someone it could be somebody in your family that you just don't get on with it could be at your place of business somebody just simply seems like they're out to get you they don't like you they talk negative about you um a number of things that when it comes to you this person seems to always bring up something or suggest something that's negative that could be rude it could be even false etc the scripture is reminding us that the battle is not with the person because the person is flesh and blood it says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood but it's against the rulers it's against the authorities against the powers of this dark world in other words, it's against the spirits that are influencing the flesh and blood, like the spirits that are influencing the person. There are spirits that cause people to do things. In the same way, there are spirits that cause you to do things. When I mentioned myself about this, you know, me having no tolerance and shouting, etc. There were spirits that for some, for some reason I entertained, maybe I, I'd opened the door, that was influencing me to be behaving in that way. And as I said before, I had to address it in prayer. I had to ask the Lord to forgive me where i had opened any door. And by his grace, you know, I, I was able to move on from there. But see, when we have people that are opposing us or people that are, are, are doing things that are, um, in, in a way, trying to attack us, we need to recognize that our energy should not be focused on trying to attack them back. You don't waste your time trying to Uh, Put them in their place because they're trying to put you in your place. But you use your energy to address the spirit that is coming from them, that is attempting to attack you. And this is the essence of spiritual warfare, because our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but it's against these spiritual wickedness in high places. It's against rulers. It's against authorities. These are all the realms. You know, some of these names. I think the, the scripture I'm reading from is the New Living. I think it's the New King James. No, it's not King James actually, but there's another version that 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 uh, explains the the the, the 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 spirits and, and some of their names um, in a different way. I don't have it with me now, but um, we could look at it another time. But all of these things are talking about spirits that are behind uh, people that influence them to do different things, and it's us that needs to go. Spend time in prayer and pray against these things, using the authority that we have as a victor in Christ Jesus. Another scripture here is in 2 Kings 6, verse 11 to 17. And this is a scripture that I've mentioned previously, but I'll just quickly put up time. I'll very quickly just go through it. It's about the prophet Elijah and about the Lord using uh, um, one of his, his colleagues to see something in the realm of the spirit in order for him to understand what God wants him to do. I'll just quickly read it. It says, from verse 11, it says, This enraged the king of Aram. So he summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, Which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? Verse 12. None of us, my lord, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Verse 13. Go find out where he is, the king orders, so I can send send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots, and and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he will see. Then the Lord opened the eyes, opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, what did the scripture say? As I said, I mentioned this before. Elisha was involved in a, a, a battle. King of Israel had sent an, an army to attack him and his, and, 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 and his army. So when they came his servant saw all these uh uh, people that were coming to attack them and he was overwhelmed but when elisha then now saw all these people he realized and knew that god was with him so that's when he made that prayer said lord open the eyes of my servant so he will see and the bible says that when he prayed that prayer his servant then looked and he saw chariots and horses of fire which was representing god's presence god's army was with him was with elisha and the story goes on that the battle was clearly won by elisha because the presence of god the spirit of god was with him and it's important again in the realm of the spirit that we pray for the lord to open our eyes to see because sometimes you could be in a situation that seems as though all hope is lost You get a a letter from the doctor telling you information about your health. And on paper, it seems as though all hope has been lost. But then if you allow the Lord to see, allow you to see that information through the eyes of the spirit, you will see the victory that is there. You will see how God will elevate you from that position and cause you to be in, in a position of victory. But it's for you to pray, Lord, open. My eyes. It's so easy for us to see things in a natural and make a judgment call, and then you, you you then say that this is it. This is my situation. I can't I can't make any progress from here. That's because you are looking at it through your own lenses, through your own eyes. But the example in that scripture is the prayer that Elisha prayed for his colleague, which was, "Open his eyes, that he may see." My prayer to you this morning, and I've mentioned this before, is that God will open your eyes, that you will see what God wants you to see in terms of your battle, in terms of your situation. Whatever warfare that you're in, that God will open your eyes to see the things you need to see so that you can navigate that, that situation in victory because God has given you the victory. Victory is already yours. This is what I need to, to There's One thing I want to really emphasize today that every battle that you face god has given you the victory so you need to live and walk in that victory doesn't matter what it is but as, as long as you continue to see yourself as a victor you will walk in the victory of our lord jesus the next scripture is in the book of daniel there's quite a lot of scriptures i'm reading through today but they're all for a specific purpose just bear with me as i go with them go through them daniel chapter 10 reading from verse 7 to 17 it says this i daniel was the only one who saw the vision those who were with me did not see it but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves So I, Daniel, was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale and I was hopeless. Then I heard him speaking and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep. My face was to the ground. A hand touched me and set me trembling on on my hands and knees. And he said, Daniel, you are highly esteemed consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have been I have now been sent to you and when he came and when he said this to me I stood up trembling then he continued do not be afraid Daniel since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God your words were heard and I have come in response to them this is an angel speaking to Daniel but the prince of Persia of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes came to find me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was saying this to me, I bowed my face to the ground and I was speechless. Then one who looked like a man touched my lips and opened my mouth and said, and began to speak. And I said, To the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord, I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Okay, now there's a lot in that scripture, but the emphasis really is that um, only with a few things. Daniel received his vision. Okay, Other people were there, but only Daniel was able to see the angel standing before him. some reason and i if that god made it that particular way i'm not too sure but everybody else wasn't too sure what what was happening and they fled the scene they were in terror they were scared but the scripture said that daniel was granted access to see and to hear and also to speak uh to this angel that came and gave him a vision about his future and the vision that he gave him was a vision of hope a vision of encouragement Reminding him of, this, of the plans that God had for him. You know, and the Lord on many occasions at times, he'll use angels to communicate to us. And probably some of you, you've been, the Lord has brought angels in your life. Without you, you, you even realizing that an angel has come and, and spoken to you or, 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 you know, communicated something to you specifically from God to give you some kind of information that God wants you to have. But the point of this scripture is that where Daniel was lacking direction, lacking vision, God sent his angel to give him the vision that he needed, to give him the encouragement that he needed. Now when the Bible said that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that is a classic example of the Lord making sure that he will never leave us alone. it's so important every day, to cry out to God, Him, Lord, give me direction. Show me what you want me to do. I don't want to live this life doing things in my own strength. I want you to give me your guidance. I want you to direct me. I want you to show me. And as you do that, which is what Daniel had been doing, God will bring whatever he needs to bring to give you guidance. For Daniel, he brought an angel. The angel showed him what was to come, gave him a vision of the future, which Daniel was able to use and build on. For you, God can speak to you in whatever way. You can bring people that will give you a word, a prophetic word. He may give you a scripture as you read the Bible and that scripture just speaks to you about your situation. You may be sleeping and he may give you a dream that shows you or gives you instructions as to what he wants you to do. But the key is to be specific. Lord, show me, speak to me in a way that I understand. It's important that you pray that type of prayer in a way that you understand because sometimes God speaks to us all in different ways and the way that I understand God speaking to me is very different at times to the way that God that you understand God speaking to you say Lord when you speak to me speak to me in a way that I understand so I know exactly what it is that you want me to do wow my time is almost gone so let me just round off this part and then I'll have to continue the next time that I share See that the Lord loves every single one of us, okay, and He protects us not just physically but also spiritually. I think what I'll do, yeah, I think we've got a time up because I want to spend time in prayer. I think I'll, I'll. I'll... End here, but I want, to, I want to pray right now. Now, I've said quite a few things, we've looked at quite a few scriptures uh, in relation to spiritual warfare. Every person is going through warfare right now, every single person. There's a battle that you're facing right now, or there's been a battle that you've been facing maybe for a long period of time. But all the things that I mentioned, they all apply. That we need to engage and be proactive in prayer. That we need to allow the Lord to speak to us in a way that we understand. That we need to uh, really be deliberate in involving God in whatever situation that we are in. And allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. And our mindset to be one of victory and not of the victory. Right now, I want you to pray. I want you to bring your battle before the Lord in prayer, whatever that battle is. Now, the reality is that you probably have more than most of us. We have more than one battle, whatever they are. Bring them before the Lord right now, and I want you to exercise faith and thank Him that the Lord is giving you victory in your battle. Again, this is you demonstrating the mindset of a victor, because every battle that you've faced, I said before, God is giving you the victory. So right now, pray. And thank the Lord that in your battle, and name that battle, name the battle that you're going through. Thank him that he has given you victory in the battle that you are facing. So right now, just do that in your own way. Just begin to thank him for the victory in your battle. Just do that right now. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you that in you we have victory. We thank you that in you we have total victory, Lord God. So we come before you this morning. We thank you for the victory that you've given to us in every battle that we face. Lord, we give you praise that we are victims and not victors. Thank you, Father God, that we have victory, so we are not victims of anything. Instead, we are walking in victory. Yes, Lord, remove every mindset of a victim. Place it with a mindset of victory in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. You know, I'm not too sure. if um, anyone who's joined us this morning, you know, I've spoken a lot about spiritual warfare and, you know, the dynamics behind it. But I, I do feel impressed. I want to give an opportunity for those who do not know the Lord to receive him, you know, first and foremost, in order for us to really uh, be in a position of, of uh, in the right position or right standing in terms of our spiritual warfare, we need to be in relationship with Jesus. And the Bible said that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose from the dead, that you will be saved. And as I said before, the, the, the ultimate purpose of spiritual warfare is for you to receive salvation. It's for you to share the gospel and to be a disciple. And the enemy will stop you from doing so. Right now, I want to give an opportunity for anybody uh, who's listening. If you have not received Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. So if that's you and you're there, just repeat this simple prayer after me. Um, from wherever you are, to just repeat this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask you for your forgiveness. I believe you, you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my life and into my heart. Help me to trust you Help me to follow you and help me to live with you forever, amen. Now, if you pray this prayer from your heart, then congratulations, you're a child of God, and we thank God that you've been invited into, into part of God's family. Now, um, you know, as a church, we want to join with you and help you on this journey, so feel free to leave your details so that the church can get in touch and just support you in the uh in the chat there should be information in the chat uh as part of our our, our zoom um uh, information so leave your details there but also if you don't want to do that whoever invited you to the service you can just speak to them uh, you know and, and and get um get information from them um and then we can liaise with, with them also in order for you to develop uh as, as, as a child of god so um so yeah, so we'll wait to hear from you, but bless you uh, if you've received this prayer this morning. The other thing I want to quickly pray into, I know time has gone and I may leave that till later on, is that, and I do feel impressed with this, um, I want to pray for those who are going through a specific battle that they feel that they are either losing or they feel that they—they they feel like giving up on. If you're going through a specific battle right now in your life, you sure that you, you just feel that you're losing this battle and you feel sure to give up. I want to very quickly pray into it, but then also at the end, just to make you aware, we have a, 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 a prayer room um, where if you want prayer into this area or any, any area of prayer, um, we'll allocate you to a, a prayer breakout room um, and there'll be people, myself, will be there and other ministers will be there to pray to pray with you. So I want to just quickly pray into this now because of time, but then if you want more specific prayer into this area or any other area that you want pray, prayer into, just uh, put your name in the chat at the bottom, or indicate by raising your hand uh, in in the in the in the chat part so that um, uh, the team that are dealing with that they can allocate you to a prayer room breakout room and then we can pray into it. but just agreement as I praying to this right now. Father, I just want to bring before you those who are uh going through a specific battle or battles in their lives of oh God where they feel like losing, they feel as though they are losing and they feel like giving up. Father, I thank you that Lord, that your strength is made perfect in weakness. And I pray, O oh God, that, Lord, that you will cause these ones to receive your strength, that, Lord, that they will not give up. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, that you will minister to them just in the same way that you brought angels to Daniel, the same way that you opened up uh, Elijah's eyes or his servant's eyes to see what you wanted him to see and for him to walk in victory. Father, I pray the same for these ones, that you will open their eyes, that you will encourage them, that you will send messengers and give them words Lord God, send things by your spirit that will help encourage them to walk in their victory, that you have given to them and to not give up. We thank you that you've already given them victory in their battle and that all glory is given to you. So, Lord God, touch these ones, we pray, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.